podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Valeria interviews Dr. Corinne Poulin. She graduated from Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine in Tempe, Arizona, with a doctorate of naturopathic medicine. After receiving her Bachelor of Science in Biology with a minor in Psychology at Seton Hill University, she is licensed as a naturopathic physician in the state of Arizona. Upon graduation, she was given the Daphne Bladen Award for her commitment to naturopathic medicine, academic excellence, compassion, loving sense of humor, and a positive, supportive outlook. After graduation, Dr. Poulin worked as a staff physician at Holistic Urgent and Primary Care in Scottsdale, Arizona. She believes in the ability of the body to heal itself provided that it is given what it needs to regain its vitality. She works with her patients to determine the root cause of their problems. She is passionate about educating patients and clients and empowering them to take charge of their own journey towards health. Because that's where the real healing begins. She combines modalities such as nutrition, hydrotherapy, botanicals, lifestyle changes, and supplements to support her patients on their path to wellness. Though she works with a broad range of health conditions, she has a special interest in working with those suffering from digestion and gut dysfunction, autoimmune and thyroid disorders, chronic fatigue, and fertility. She enjoys working with people that are sick and tired of being sick and tired and helping them discover the root cause of their symptoms. She is one of the few naturopathic doctors in the Houston area, but provides her services nationwide via telehealth. Meet Corinne on LoneStarNaturalHealth.com. Here is the interview with Corinne Poulin. In your own words, who is Dr. Corinne Poulin? I would say... I am first a family woman and a woman of God, and that really stemmed my interest in naturopathic medicine for so many reasons. I truly believe in the innate healing power that bodies have, and following that, it led me to naturopathic medicine. Um, So really staying rooted in my belief in God kind of led me to this direction. I believe he led me to medical school um, in Arizona. Um, and that's exactly where I met my husband. And that's exactly where we, you know, started our own family. So um, I would say that's 
that's who Dr. Pullen is. What, where, and who is God to you? Yeah. So God to me is the Holy Trinity three in one. So I do believe in the Jesus, God, and Holy Spirit. And God, I believe, is also everywhere. So he's inside each one of us. He's all around. Like I was just saying last night, there was such a beautiful sunset. Mm-hmm. And it was it was colors that I couldn't have imagined a painter could paint and someone would say, oh, that looks fake. And, you know, I believe God is just such a magnificent artist. He created the human body in such an intricate way. There's just no way for such an intricate system, including like the immune system and our brains and just everything to just fall together by chance. And I think that's just such a testimony to God's living will and power in the world. We'll be talking in a moment about how to naturally boost our immune system and also how to reset our gut. But before that, I have these questions that I mentioned off record, the warm-up questions. But then another question related to what you do came to mind, that speaking of the mystery of the human body and the universe and everything, life itself, the immune system, is that located somewhere? What is the immune system? Yeah, our immune system is extensive. It's all throughout our bodies. And I feel like science is still just breaking that very first surface level of how much it does and how far it extends. You know, we're learning that it affects our brain. It's affecting through our gut, um, our nerves, our nervous system. You know, we think about how we feel when we get sick and how it can affect different parts of our body, our eyes, our nose, our mouth, our stomach. Um, we get those aches and pains. We get headaches. So it, we feel it affecting our whole body when it's kicking into gear. But we don't see you know, the blood going to battle for us and the lymph tissue going to battle for us and basically trying to keep away these new invaders. Um, and the immune system is just so extensive. It's hard to say exactly where it all is because it is simply everywhere. Each cell I believe is capable of some sort of immune function, whether or not we've figured out what that is yet or not is up for debate. So so would you say the immune system is actually a um, defense system, a defense mechanism? Yeah. So it's both. Our immune system, and that's why we hear about autoimmune conditions too, is because our immune system not only recognizes those foreign invaders, it also recognizes ourself. And that's whenever it starts to um, get into autoimmune disorders, whenever you start to lose that sense of self versus an external source or pathogen being um, causing upset in the system. What is healing to you, Dr. Corrine? So healing to me, I believe, is like this beautiful almost unraveling. And one of the things we study in naturopathic medical school is homeopathy. And it's explained, you know, as kind of peeling back those layers of sickness or illness to kind of get to that healing core, to get back to where your body is at homeostasis or to where your body is like aligned with itself. So everything's firing on all cylinders. Everything's working smoothly. You know, your mitochondria have enough energy, you have enough vitamins, you have enough food, like it's basically just running perfectly fine, like a finely tuned machine. And and that's almost impossible with a body, right? Because (laughs) (laughs) we're so, we are just so complicated, but really finding ways to kind of unpack and heal ourselves. So, you know, there is a lot of stress going on right now. And I think that is a huge barrier to healing. 
um, stress. Stress is one of the biggest things as long as, as well as simple lifestyle things like sleep and nutrition um, have huge implications in how quickly or how one is actually able to heal. Um, so healing is really, I think it's really done by the patient or the person themselves. And, you know, me as a doctor, I will try and give you everything you need, whatever I think your body um, needs at that moment to kind of push you back to center, push you back to that healing stage to where you can. But really it comes down to, are you going to put in the work because you need to learn how to de-stress. You need to learn how to eat a little bit better and you need to learn how to sleep better so that your body can start to heal. And that's really where it all takes place is in within yourself. And speaking of stress, do you believe in such a thing as healthy stress? Yes, definitely. Uh, we see that in the form of when we lift weights, we build muscle. And that's healthy stress to our muscles. You know, in that moment, it is tearing down our body. It's breaking down those muscle fibers. But if we have that nutrition, you know, if we're getting enough protein, if we're drinking enough water, if we're getting enough sleep, it builds back even stronger. And that's that sort of healthy stress. And I'm glad you brought up healthy stress because, you know, healthy stress is having that family, having family time because family time can be stressful, but it's also where we find a lot of joy. Um, so remembering that, especially in the upcoming holidays, you know, if you're lucky to see your family this year um, and spend some time with them, even if it's on Zoom or getting together in person, hopefully, you know, you realize there's a stressful part to it because, you know, oh, we're going to be around the whole family or, oh, we need to get this ready. But really once you're there, just sitting in that and finding joy um, because we can take those stressful situations and kind of make them happy and healthy and joyful moments too. My next warm-up question is about the purpose of life. What do you think or feel is the purpose of the human experience? Wow. <laughs> I mean, that that's tough because I think we all find our purpose in different things. Um, I read, you know, we read in the Bible that our purpose is to create more believers, to point more followers to God. And you can do that in many ways. You know, I, I try and talk to my patients, you know, do you have that source of um, religion that you kind of have a fulfilling part of your life? Because so many search for filling a void, whether that be through material things, whether that be through poor relationships, whether that be through money, but really the only thing that can fill that is God and God's love and Jesus and having that and helping people, other people find that joy in life and that light. I think that's really the main purpose. Do you also believe that each one of us has a uh, unique purpose and gift? Oh, 100%. I mean, I love that we're talking, you know, how God made us all different. And that's really where uniqueness comes in. And, you know, we talked about that artist that God is, and he created people with more artistic abilities, I think, to portray all the beauty that he sees in the world to help other people see that beauty. He created healers, you know, to help people feel their best so that they can bring joy and love to other people's lives, you know. And I think in, in many ways, God's, God's made us all different and unique to have our own path, um, to creating that joy and to loving others too. Have you found your unique gift? I truly believe, and I love with all my heart what I do with naturopathic medicine. It just felt like the right calling. And ever since I started school, I was just 
enamored with what I was learning, um, with trying to put stuff to use right away, calling my family mm-hmm. saying, wow, you'll never guess what I learned. <laughs> um, and just just finding so much peace and joy in myself throughout that experience. It's tough. It's a grueling process. It's a lot of hours and studying and everything. But throughout all of that, and then once I you know, got out of school, became a doctor, and really started seeing that benefits in patients' lives. Yeah. And them coming to me after, you know, several different doctors or several years of trying to figure out what's going on, they finally said, hey, my hands are up. I don't know what else to do. My insurance and my um, medical doctors are not helping. Here I am. What can I do? And to see that kind of vulnerability and for me to place in their hands, hey, these are the things that you need to do. For them to take that to heart and see seeing those people come back feeling so much better, like that to me, that mm. oh, that just, it gives me chills even to this day, you know, yeah. just thinking about that. And then I think my a big purpose in my life is also to my family. I have a little boy right now mm-hmm. and, you know, we're growing our family slowly but surely together. And that to me is just another way that, you know, I believe that I'm gifted in this world is just by being a mom and a wife and a sister and a daughter. So what do you love most about being in a woman's body? Speaking of being in a female in a human body, what is that that you admire and love most? Um, That's a good question because I'm really interested. And that's what I did a lot of my clinical rotations at the end of my schooling is in women's medicine and women's health, because I just find it fascinating. And I think that there's so much more to women's health than, you know, what we're taught in high school and health ed, or even if what we learn in anatomy and physiology in undergrad, there's just a whole nother layer of, you know, that woman being. And I think women need to take that back almost just like men need to take back that masculinity and just run with it because we need these two kind of yin and yang um, to be so compatible with each other. You know, women are so compassionate, loving, caring. That doesn't mean they can't have a great job and a great career because, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to do that too. And it's more so bringing that back to listening to your body, being in tune with your body. Um, I also talk about how, you know, a women's menstrual cycle is kind of their fifth vital sign. So women have this unique kind of swing of hormones throughout each month and to kind of hone in and see what's going on with that, that gives us a whole other picture of what's going on health-wise too. Um, so looking looking from, you know, that medical standpoint of being in that woman's body, you know, all the changes that we can possibly go through in life um, hormonally is just mind-boggling. And it's really, really fascinating when you dive into it. So how do we naturally balance hormones? And uh, what are some of the tips that you have for us? Definitely. Um, so one of the first things is making sure you're knowing, you know, if you're having hormonal issues, it's best to test and not guess. Mm-hmm. And figuring out, you know, are you estrogen dominant? Are you looking like you're estrogen dominant, but really your progesterone and estrogen are both low, but your estrogen is just a little bit higher, really gives us more insight on what we need to do to kind of balance those hormones. Um, something easy that pretty much anyone can do um, to help balance those hormones is something called seed cycling. Um, and there's a lot of information on it out there. Um, super easy to do. You grind up some 
different seas depending on where you're at in your cycle. And that can help balance hormones out naturally too. So that's that's pretty easy. And then depending on, you know, like we said, it's estrogen dominance. If we're opting for um, creating a more fertile environment, then we use, I like to use different herbs um, and different nutrients to make sure that, you know, you're firing on all cylinders there. Have you faced any challenges for being a woman? I'm trying to think because I don't feel like I've ever been turned down or turned away for being a woman. I think I've had the unique opportunity, or I guess it's not even unique. It is very common. Um, But having that opportunity to experience pregnancy and birth, and that to me is um, a lot of what is a woman and a mom. And whenever you go through those changes, you realize, wow, my mom went through this. Now I got to go through this type thing. And there's so much changes to your body. And I personally um, did a natural birth and I just felt so much more in tune with my body being that, you know, you feel everything, but then you're also there in every single moment. And that was definitely, it wasn't a struggle I overcame. So I'm, I'm, I'm reaching here to answer your question, I think. Um, but, but to me, that was, that was kind of the epitome of me feeling that feminine, like sense of just overcoming power of being that female. What is the meaning of freedom to you, Dr. Corrine? That's a good question and just so extremely relevant, I feel like right now. So especially, you know, right now living in the United States, and I think anywhere really, freedoms feel limited just because of 2020, the pandemic, restrictions, um, mandates, whatever, like whatever's going on where you're living, you know, it differs from state to state, country to country. Um, But to me, like, that's tough. It's scary when you start to feel like your health freedoms might not be your freedoms anymore. Like they might start making decisions for you. And whenever they started talking about mandating the vaccine and everything, that's whenever, you know, that that's scary to me. Whenever you don't get to choose whether or not you put something in your body, that's not right to me. And I know we're just talking about medical freedom here. Um, but to me, that that's where everything starts because if I can't choose what I do with my body or, you know, my baby's body, then where does it end? And that, that to me is freedom. The year 2020, this year, we had so many chains per se. So what have you learned from the challenges or the chains from this year? And do you have a vision for a new reality or a better world? Well, I definitely have learned a lot. I launched a fully telehealth practice at this point in time, just because that's all that made sense (laughs) coming and starting like, you know, in May, June, July in those times. So really focusing on that and everything. It's actually given me more time with my son um, as he's growing up. He's one year, he's one year and it's, it's actually been a blessing in that regard. Some other challenges, just not being able to travel or go certain places that we would like to go. Um, And we do, we take that for granted in the past. So I think getting back to where we were is the goal. And I think keeping some aspects of, you know, a lot of great things also started. Um, My family didn't used to Skype all that often. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, but we have a big family reunion every couple years and it was supposed to be this year, um, but it got canceled. 
But then they started doing monthly hunter Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was so cool Mm -hmm. and so fun that we got to see each other more often. And stuff like that, I want to see that kind of stuff stay. And having that more connectivity to people that aren't within driving distance that you can't meet up for lunch. Um, So in that regard, I think it's that's hopefully here to stay. So let's talk about the immune system and how to boost the immune system naturally. I know we we already started on that, on the topic about the immune system, but talk to me a little bit more about that, Corinne. Um, yeah, so, you know, the things that you can be doing daily, just getting enough sleep. We talked about stress and I will say it again, stress is a huge thing. So whether you think you're stressed or not, you are stressed. <laughs> taking that time, taking that time to yourself to kind of wind down, whether it's once a day for five minutes or once a week for an hour, whatever you feel you need, whatever your body's asking for you to do. Um, listen, making sure that you're drinking enough water um, because all of your cells need water. But this is also one way that we detox and you know kind of get things out of our system that don't need to be there, build up making sure um, that we're sleeping well. You can even make sure that you're getting enough fruits and vegetables. And we typically barely get one to two servings, most people. I mean, that's just crazy to me. Um, One to two servings can be just on a single plate uh, for lunch. You can have a salad or for dinner, you can have two scoops of broccoli instead of none. Um, So doing things like that can help. True. And going back to stress, I have a question for you here about the causes of stress. What are the most common causes of stress from your perspective? Yeah. So there's kind of several tiers to stress. And I think definitely, you know, work. Work for a lot of people is a source of stress, you know, whether they're going to the office or whether they're trying to perform a job, making sure that they get that done, that they're not getting yelled at or stressed out by their boss, that they're meeting those deadlines and that they're making money to provide for their family. That's a huge source of stress. Going off of that money, money is usually a source of stress, sometimes like the forms of debt that we have. And then family, family can be stressful in itself. You know, if you have little ones, if you have a little baby that's keeping you up at night, or if you have teenagers that are out and about, and that's just stressful in itself, I'm sure (laughs) that can be stressful too. Um, Another source of stress is also our environment. And we might not recognize this as stress, but thinking of, you know, we want clean air, clean water, clean food. And, you know, if if you're not changing out your filters in your house and say you're living on the West Coast with the fires, you're starting to breathe in a lot of that smoke and that's stressful for your body, especially your your lungs. Um, You know, if you're not getting outside, if you're not drinking that clean purified water, you're drinking tap water and say it has, you know, some heavy metals in it, that's another burden to your system. So that's another form of stress too. Another question I have for you is how do we know when we are having signs of chronic stress that might be important to know so we can do something about it? Yeah, I think forms of chronic stress again, kind of go back to jobs, work, or schooling, that they're kind of constant or they're daily or they're weekly or they're monthly. You know, if you have big kind of due dates each month or exam dates each month um, or kind of work orders each month, that can be stressful. Would you say anxiety and insomnia 
or even fatigue, would they be the signs of chronic stress? Oh, yeah. oh, oh yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for kind of reading to me. Yeah, so definitely, um, you know, if you're having that anxiety, the, the depression, this kind of mood changes, heart palpitations, um, if you're starting to notice that like your temperature regulation doesn't seem as on point, like if your hands and feet get cold or, you know, if you stand up and you get dizzy or blackout kind of right away, that's that's really signs of adrenal fatigue. And adrenal fatigue is stemming from, you know, long-term chronic stress. And poor sleep is another one. So if you're having trouble sleeping, it's kind of like this cycle of, if you're having trouble sleeping, it's going to make you more stressed. But if you're really stressed, you're going to have trouble sleeping. So, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, we really need to be working on both to kind of mitigate both. The methods, you know, I have my own methods coping with stress so it doesn't become chronic. Would you say meditation or in your case, prayer or perhaps uh, exercise, um, yoga? Do you have some? Yeah, all of those. Definitely all of those. Um, For me personally, um, a little bit of exercise, lots of prayer, um, and then some deep breathing too is good. Talk to me about the connection between gut health and a healthy immune system. Yeah, it's huge. It's the, Our gut is such a key player in how healthy we are. And I think more and more people are starting to recognize that and realize that and put emphasis on it. Um, but our gut system is really where our immune system starts a lot of times. Um, and, you know, how we feed that immune system in our gut is super important. So, um, you know, making sure that we're having a good, healthy, varied diet, that we're getting enough like probiotics, prebiotics, you know, enough fiber in each day, um, making sure that, you know, we're not eating a lot of inflammatory foods to our gut. So whether or not you have food sensitivities, which we can easily test for, um, they even do those ship at home kits where you can like do just um, the dried blood kits where you kind of poke your finger and do it, which is super easy now. Yeah, That is super helpful because whenever you take out those kind of daily triggers to your immune system without knowing um, what you're eating could be setting something off and inflammation in your gut can really be stressing out your immune system. This is a huge topic like for all of us for health. It's so important to know like inflammatory foods or inflammatory stress. It's inflammatory, isn't it, Dr. Green, too? Yeah. And really sugar, sugar, sugar is such a big culprit. And coming into the holidays, you know, those yeah. things are going to be around a little bit more. <laughs> so either finding healthy alternatives and swapping them out or having the willpower to say, no, I'm going to skip on that today. Um, but having that, you know, those healthy indulgences every once in a while um, and making sure, you know, it's that good balance of being happy, but also staying healthy. And talk to me a bit more about the uh, anti-inflammatory foods. You mentioned hydration. That's a part of the lifestyle, but also fiber and vegetables, prebiotics. Are there anything else that we should be aware of? Um, So some good ones are those healthy omegas. So you're getting those in your fatty fishes, your nuts and seeds, making sure, you know, that you're getting enough of fruits and vegetables like we talked about. But then another one is getting enough protein because protein really builds all of your cells and making sure, you know, that it's good sourced protein. If you're really trying to heal that gut, 
I typically recommend some type of gut healing powder. Um, and I pick that out, you know, individually depending on, you know, kind of what flavor you want, or if you don't want flavor, or if, you know, we want a couple more herbs on board to do something else. Um, herbal and glutamine mixes are really, really helpful. Um, another easy way to get more glutamine, which is kind of soothing and helpful to healing that gut lining, is to just juice cabbage. Oh. So juicing cabbage wow. has a really high amount of glutamine in it. Um, and then you can drink it fresh or you could even let it ferment a little bit. And then you get even more of those good probiotics. So cabbage, it doesn't sound so tasty though, <laughs> the juice. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can mix it with, you can definitely mix it with, you know, some apple or if you want to throw some berries in there just to kind of give it a little bit more flavor. Um, you can definitely do that, but it is very helpful or like, I talked about you can always opt for kind of a powder for a couple months just to kind of, you know, get that gut lining healed. Yeah. So speaking of supplements, talk to me about the, um, you call the immune supplement package you offer. Oh yeah. I just put this together for this season um, because I think people are searching for this for many reasons, including COVID and flu and colds in general and just staying healthy. Um, so, you know, I put together this package and it has five different supplements in it and it has vitamin C, uh, which is great for antioxidants. It's buffered with calcium and magnesium. So it's really easy on sensitive stomach. Um, and then optimal like zinc lozenges and zinc is super helpful whenever you start to feel sick or to keep a healthy immune system. Um, and then also probioto immune. Uh, CD Health is a great company and I chose a few of their products for this package. Um, but Probiotoimmune has some prebiotic fibers, galactoligosaccharides and beta-glucanin. All of these help that beneficial microflora in your gut that we talked about. Um, so it's really supporting that healthy digestion, including making sure that there's a variety of probiotic strains just to really boost up that immune system. And then Vitamin D3, I'm mm. sure you've heard of this for immune boosting. Most yeah. people highlight it. So many people are deficient. Um, so getting some vitamin D3 on board. And then last but not least, um, it's called Fire Brew Immune. And it's kind of a mix of different herbs and spices to really help with overall immune strength. They are so important, all of these um, nutrients. You speak of uh, D3 vitamin. I know uh, sometimes we lived in New York, so we had to take them in the wintertime. But those who live in a um, place like Florida, it's my case now too. So would you suggest uh, just exposure to the sun instead of supplements or both? I Honestly, in the winter, um, exposure to the sun is great. It's just as we get into winter, if you look and see your shadow, it becomes shorter than it was in the summer. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. less optimal for absorbing that sunlight and converting it to vitamin D. So even in Arizona, where I used to live, so many were vitamin D deficient. And you know, they call it the Valley of the Sun. And Florida's similar. They have almost just as many sunny days. But either people aren't getting outside enough or they're just not absorbing it through their skin well enough. So really, I most people can really benefit from vitamin D3. Another uh, lifestyle change you talked about that I read, you sent to me. This is uh, 
something that I never heard before, or perhaps I did, but I don't remember. You said ending showers on cold. Oh, yes. This is a good one. I put this on a lot of people's plans uh, after we talk for so many reasons. Ending your showers on cold is kind of like that good stress that we were talking about. Mm. So it's good that we talked about that earlier. It is that good stress to the body. So it's making your body kind of adapt to that cold feeling because it's not pleasant by any means to have a cold shower (laughs) or end your shower on cold, especially coming into the winter months. So (laughs) if you can do this for 5, 10, 15 seconds to start out with and work your way up, um, that's great. And really, like we talked about that chronic stress and those adrenals, those adrenals sit right above your kidneys and your mid-back. And if you direct that water at that mid-back range, it's not only helpful for your lungs, which is, you know, north of your kidneys, but also right at your adrenals, just rub those babies right after your shower. It kind of wakes them up and just says, hey, you know, I'm trying to nourish you. We're here. Thank you for all you do. And thank you for supporting me through all this stress that I'm putting you through. So it's kind of a win-win. Just end your showers on cold, especially directed at your back. If you're not feeling good, you can do it towards your chest um, to open up your nasal passages. Really just um, ending your showers on cold can be helpful. So I have a few more questions for you. You're almost at the end. Would you like to add anything, Dr. Corinne? Let's see. I think the biggest thing for immune boosting, you know, there's so many different supplements. Mushrooms are super great. You know, herbal blends can be super great. Um, And then I also really work with a lot of kiddos. I used to work at like a holistic urgent care and I really focused on immune boosting for kids and their parents and just anyone who came in that wasn't feeling well. You know, we would do sauna. I would recommend saunas to a lot of people, um, some natural breathing treatments, and then also lots of supplements. So if that's vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C, um, making sure those are all in good forms, um, absorbable, and, you know, at specific um, amounts for you. So that's really the biggest thing is making sure that you're not overdoing it with supplements, um, sticking to the basics during cold and flu season. And then when you need, get those supplements on board. That made me think about overdosing on vitamins. Mega do- Oh, okay. So there, there's two different things. There's mega dosing, and that's super helpful at the beginning of an illness or sickness. And basically you're replenishing your stores because your immune system's obviously depleted. It's been overhauled by whether it's a virus or a microbe or bacteria. Um, you're replenishing those stores and then you're making sure that you have more than enough to kind of fight that infection. And that's mega dosing. Overdosing on certain vitamins and herbs. So like vitamin A will give you an extremely bad headache. Um, different forms of vitamins, if you're taking too much, can be harmful to the liver. Um, and then also like vitamin D3, the only thing that I really watch out for is making sure patients aren't on blood thinners or if they are kind of looking out for that D3K2 combo. So making sure that you're working with your doctor if you're on any anticoagulant medications for vitamin D3. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? So to me, success is really seeing my patients or clients come back after working with me with for a few appointments and really seeing benefit or a change. And to me, that shows success um, in not only helping them with information, but for them to actually put it to work. So that is just, that brightens my day whenever they say, hey, I'm feeling so much better. Let's start to focus on something else now because you really helped with that problem. To me, that success is whenever, you know, they come back feeling better. 
Um, also success is making it through the day with, you know, um, a small little boy and then, you know, being excited to see my husband come home and still having those energy reserves, um, to kind of spend time with my family. And that's, that's always a win too. Do you believe in unconditional self-love? Yes. And I think the only way to learn that is through God, because we may look in the mirror and find a flaw. We may go through our day and feel like we messed up a few times. Um, But having that unconditional love because God made us in his image and he put you here. And he, like, if you look in the mirror and you say, why would God make me like that? I don't think he makes mistakes. I don't think God makes mistakes. And to know that and fully love yourself knowingly that God made you the way you are, I think that that's where self-love unconditional comes from. And two more questions. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? I think I would try and spend every minute, you know, with my family and loving them as much as I could and just documenting in letters and photos of my love to them so that they had them for years to come. What are three things about life you know for sure as of now? Wow. (laughs) So the three things that I know for sure. One, if you're in a bad place, it will end. (laughs) In a bad situation, it will end. That death is certain but so is eternal life if you ask Jesus into your heart. And that the third thing is you can never show or express someone how much you love them enough. Mm-hmm. You, can always, you can always tell them that you love them or show them every day. Oh, I love your wisdom. Thank you so much, Dr. Corrine. Your kindness, your generosity, your message. And your wisdom, wow, it's so profound. God Thank is an you. artist, no mistakes, and it's never enough showing love. We can always try a little bit more. Where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? Yeah, definitely. Um, so on social media, Instagram and Facebook, you can follow me at Dr. Pullin, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-U-L-I-N. Um, Follow me there for some great tips and advice. And then if you want to book a free 15-minute consult with me to see if we are a good match um, to be together on your health journey, um, then please do so at LoneStarNaturalHealth.com. And I believe all these links will be in your show notes too, right? Yes, yes. Perfect, perfect. Um, And then also on my website for Lone Star Natural Health, I have that immune supplement package up and ready for you to purchase and it will be shipped right to your door. Thank you so much again and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Corinne Poulin and her work, please visit LoneStarNaturalHealth.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.